It would. People were just freaking wild with product placement in, the, in, the, oh, yeah. in those days. And in uh, the Haunted Mansion. And in the Haunted Mansion. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't talk about that, that did yeah, we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we well, maybe, maybe we should cut this out for the deleted scenes. Uh, That's a good movie, though. Yeah, we watched, <laughs> we watched Disney's Haunted Mansion the other day, we now did. available on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, it's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. Yeah. But what takes it down from arguably a, a sort of three and a half stars yeah, to, yeah. A, to a three stars... <laughs> The f- the point well, five yeah. yeah yeah is the incredible amount of product placement. It's so weird, and it's not even like oh they just pick up a beer yeah, yeah. a certain brand. It's insidious. It's like no, I think it's the opposite of insidious. Uh, it's like blatant. I don't know because think- it's like I'm going to the Krispy Kreme to get a donut, but but like blatant product placement is was if you see. The brand. I think that's the opposite. It's in the script, right? Yeah, they yeah. say that in, where they don't need to, mm. they say the brand name. Whereas if it's just, you know, camera pans along, you see a can of Coke, yeah, yeah. right? That's not like but they, they, as blatant. They, they do the vocal version of that, though. They do, They basically just work it into like everyday speech. They do, but it's like that line didn't have to exist. You sometimes... Yeah. The, the fact that they said a brand name is just the joke. Yeah. You know, like... There, there's, a, there's a line there where he's talking about his dead wife. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, she would always go around to ice cream to get... Uh, to Baskin Robbins. To Baskin Robbins to get, to get, to get some, some ice cream. cream. And yeah. I was like, there wasn't really a joke there. And he didn't need to... Why would you mention the brand of an ice cream <laughs> shop? Know. In a speech about your dead wife. It's really weird. It's really weird. And so it's jarring. It's like uh, That's what I mean. It's like blatant, right? Yeah. They haven't bothered to put all these like products in the movie. They've put it in the script. Yeah. So they are, are mentioning it. Yeah. And it really it gets really jarring. There's Dunkin' Donuts. Yep. There's Coca-Cola. There are. There is, yeah. Um, there's like loads Baskin of... Baskin-Robbins. There's, I think there's like a pizza. There's like Domino's, I think, maybe. Yeah, or Pizza Hut. Maybe. KFC. There's de- Yeah, there's definitely KFC. Yeah. There's, there's loads of them. But like, yeah, we got halfway through the film. I was like, there's done a lot of like just mentioning you could random make, products. You could make a deadly drinking game out of, <laughs> out of, out of you, you said this during the movie yeah, you yeah. can make a deadly drinking game out of like drinking when there's product a product or brand name <laughs> is mentioned taking a shot every time someone mentions the brand name it's wild yeah, it's bananas <laughs> it's just so strange we weren't expecting it no then again though right the product placement in it I just think that's how Americans talk now maybe but at the same time, it also does kind of make sense that, like, this movie got not a great deal of promotion. Yeah. Because I don't think it mattered how well the movie did. No. Cause right? they'd already made the money Because they'd made their money on product placement. <laughs> like a James Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really... have to do well. Yeah. They just have to put a lot of products in it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, where were we? <laughs> so... Um, Soul Survivor. Uh, i tell you what's been scaring me this week, Tom. Oh, yeah. Um, th- Taxes! Oh, no, That's yeah. the other side of the year, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Miles away, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit further away than uh, those taxes. Yeah. Um, 
No, uh, I'm talking about the concept of Werner Herzog. Oh! Scary man. He's a scary man. I've yeah. been I've been reading his memoirs, mm. which is called um, uh, Every Man for Himself and God Against All. What? <laughs> yep. Uh, which is th- apparently he wanted to call his uh, one of his movies. Wasn't, but... wasn't that what Eric Cantona said in that speech? <laughs> no, he did? no. It's it's as God God's <laughs> uh, as 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 flies to wanton boys are we to the gods. <laughs> Which apparently is from, like... It's from King Lear. King Lear, yeah. 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 So, uh, like, just before you get on to the yeah, Werner Herzog thing, Herzog. I was watching this 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 speech again. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of my... It's up there with um, uh, Paul Masson champagne. It is. It's an iconic moment. <laughs> because, because it is just one man full of his own ego. Yeah. Just saying just nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And it's beautiful to watch people's office-like reactions. <laughs> yeah, because especially because it's football. Yeah, it's so football. they do not know this is from King Lear. I didn't know it's from well, King no, Lear, no. but they don't know even that. Like, what the fuck he's talking about? So, so there's like three or four parts to this speech. Yeah. One, the presenter asks Eric Cantona to speak what's on his mind. Yeah. A fucking terrible thing <laughs> what, to act. Like, what, a, what a mistake. That was what, your first mistake. That was their first mistake. Tell them what's on your mind, Eric. No! <laughs> just, you can see the producers like in the back room just like, no, 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 no! Never ask Eric Cantona to say what's, what's literally on his mind. And then he thinks for a few moments. Yeah. There's like a few beats of him going, what is on my mind? And then he goes, he says the King Lear line, mm-hmm. which I, I think you, you'd probably know better than me. What, what is uh, it? As flies to wanton boys are we to the gods. And then something about the sport. Oh yeah, they kill us for their sport. They kill us for their sport. And then there's another beat. Yeah. And then he goes, science... And this is where it gets me every time, <laughs> because it's just so out of the fucking blue. Science will eventually slow the aging of the cells. <laughs> Your man's talking about mortality yeah. while receiving a football award. But, but, but it's like that first part from King Lear. He yeah. could have just gone and said that, yeah. and then gone, which is... He ends it with, I love football. I love football, thank you. Yeah, yeah, he could have just cut cut this random sentence about science out. I think there's another bit as well afterwards. There's like four parts to this speech. Go and watch it on YouTube. It's baffling. It's really good. Just watching the audience reactions as well. It cuts to Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah. Just completely, like Like, they have no idea what to do. Trying to look like they are listening to him. Yeah. But not knowing what the fuck is going on. (laughs) No one in that room knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Eric Cantona does. No, he definitely knows what he's talking about. <laughs> he knows he's talking about human mortality. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the, it's the thing. So on the It's Always Sunny podcast, they were talking about talking with Danny DeVito. Yeah. I think Rob McElhaney uh, said once he sat next to Jack Nicholson at a football game. Yeah. And Jack Nicholson just talked absolute nonsense the entire time. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, because he's constantly surrounded by yes men. Yeah. His whole social interactions have morphed yeah. to a place where he's just saying stuff the first thing that, that doesn't make his head. any sense. Yeah. 
And people have just gone, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great, that's great. But Rob McElhinney was like, I have no idea what the hell you're just saying. Like... <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I think, I think, no, I think with Cantona, mm. it's more like, I think what he was trying to say was like, you know, football is a way of, you know, trying to become immortal. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Science is doing it faster than we ever could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like just this weird, grim portent. Yeah. Of 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 the future that Cantona decided was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Smashing. That's why I love that speech. But yeah, anyway, um, uh, Werner Herzog. Herzog. Yeah. So the uh, the man from the Mandalorian. You yeah. might remember him. Uh, the the German the German Empire guy. Yeah, and um, the the client was he. I think so, yeah. When he was called the client, the collector, whatever it was. I want Um, to speak to the baby. He's a baby. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who Werner Herzog is, we've done an impression of him. We have, yeah. Uh, Despite having seen very few of his movies. Yes. Um, But the, uh, like, yeah, he's a filmmaker, a documentarian as well. Um, But, uh, like, the man's fascinating. Mm. Um, You know, Bavarian, Mm. uh, like, comes from like you know a really rural area of germany mm. uh, before the reunification of germany yeah. like uh all sorts of like you know wild stories in these memoirs mm. but like with such a dark strange angle right? yeah but i've been laughing quite a lot and and the things i'm laughing at aren't the things that like he's not telling jokes no He's not like you lol. <laughs> he's like he's like two I... men walk into a bar. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Lol. I he's like I remember my I remember there was always a a violence between me myself and my brother. Uh, great escalating into great bouts of fisticuffs. Uh, I remember it got to such heights as one day I believe the subject was our pet hamster, I laid into my brother with a knife. I I cut him once in the wrist as he tried to defend himself, and once along the thigh. Fucking and like, hell. And like, Jesus Christ, it's real dark, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I immediately knew that I must hold myself to strict discipline I felt wretched and do till this day and like so he's talking about that he's like his family have a brief meeting where they decide that upon closer inspection the wounds aren't grave so they're not going to take him to the hospital because that would bring the law involved yeah 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 and uh, so like all this is happening right Mm. Uh, and then he's just like but since then me and my brother have had always had a boisterous jocularity about us. I remember uh, a family gathering in the south of, uh, of Spain where my brother lives. He invited us at his own expense to a fish restaurant and as I perused the menu, he put his arm around me. Suddenly, something started to smoke and I felt a prickling on my back. With his cigarette lighter, he had set me on fire. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought Werner Herzog lived the life of a Looney Tune? Exactly. 
talks about how how um like <laughs> his, his brother sets him on fire in the middle of a fish restaurant surrounded by his family he just flings his shirt off everyone's like a looking aghast <laughs> right him and his brother are just laughing <laughs> and then and then it just the chapter ends at the end of the chapter right yeah someone lent me a t-shirt and the the painful patch of skin on my back was cooled with a glass of prosecco <laughs> that's it i love football <laughs> thank you like yeah. this man's unhinged yeah. like yeah truly truly wild like to know that a man such as that exists in the world yeah, yeah. is like <laughs> it's just that so is, strange that is a crazy story yeah that's and to be so like weird. oh it's some fun banter with my brother yeah that time he set me on fire in a fish restaurant yeah. <laughs> like i wonder how much he was on fire like was he like like his whole back yeah, he said was it was on... just a patch of skin but like yeah, yeah. it's just this wild like <laughs> wow <laughs> just imagine your brother leaning around you like put his arm around yeah, you yeah. Yeah, in, a, in a in a friendly manner, and then just because he wanted to use his cigarette lighter to set you on fire. Jesus Christ! What a guy! What a guy! Um, but that's, yeah, that's been what's scaring you recently. Yeah, that's been what's scaring me recently. Yeah. I've been trying to read it to go to sleep, and it's not working. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet if, if he's telling stories like that, that yeah, you just, like you, you'd wake up, I reckon, and just be in a completely different place. <laughs> I recommend the book though. Yeah, uh, it's it's um, you know I said I was reading it. I'm I'm, I'm listening to it uh, on. And audio that's book. the best way to do it. It is because Werner Herzog has such a such a great and unique accent and mm. voice um, that it, you know it really does um, it really does pay off to sort of like to listen to him tell it. Yeah, it'd be like if Arnold Schwarzenegger did an audio book or yeah, if yeah for uh, sure like, I mean it's the same accent Lynch. right Bar- yeah, uh, yeah. Bavarian accent I think yeah, is, yeah. is what I was saying um, uh, and yeah it's just yeah you'd want you'd want to hear it in their voice wouldn't yeah, you yeah yeah um, and uh, it is it's like it's not a bio- it's not an autobiography because mm. he jumps around far too much for it to be an autobiography yeah like it's not like Here's my childhood. Here's here's the start of my career. Here's the end of my career. Mm. It's like here's my childhood. Um, here's how me becoming obsessed with flying um, uh, <laughs> got me into making a movie about a, a ski jumper. Like you know, yeah. it's just this this sort of weird. Here's how I broke onto a Na- broke into a NASA compound. <laughs> like. Several years after, like, like like ten years after that, um, I, like your recommendation has, uh, I might, I might have to get it. <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff you've been telling me about it is absolutely insane. I'm just like, how does this all come together? I'm enjoying myself. Well, yeah. it doesn't. That's the thing. It really just doesn't come together, <laughs> right? It's not one. It's it's a memoir. It's memoirs. It's like yeah. it's, it's just little patches of weirdness that are just an insight into Werner Herzog's bizarre frame of mind and life i wonder if david lynch has a uh, memoir that he's a uh, that he's narrated i wonder yeah he he gets really excited for fridays <laughs> once again yeah he he can't believe it 
He can't believe it's a Friday. The energy he put, he would put into an autobiography, and he might have one. I don't know. <laughs> um, the energy he would put into an autobiography, he's putting into his little, his little uh, woodworking project. Is he project. still doing it? His little woodworking project. He's still doing the videos. I don't know. Should we find out? Yeah, yeah. Let's find out if David Lynch is still doing those uh, those updates that he started during during COVID. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So he explained to Kaya the cinema mm. that he just got tired of doing them yep, and now is happy to wake up later in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Which, fair play to him. Yeah, yeah. He was doing them every day for yeah. ages. Yeah. Like, it takes some skill. Yeah. takes some uh, tenacity to do that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just amazed he did them. Like when you were telling me about them back in the day, yeah, back in the day, like a few years ago, I was like, "Oh, he's still doing them." Yeah, yeah, yeah still, still doing, doing them. them. <laughs> it's great until, until the end of last year. Bless him, bless him. Bless him. Um, yeah, um, we're doing paranormal horror this this week. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about the post you put up. Yeah, because what? <laughs> what do you mean what? What? Like, I had no idea this film existed. You didn't know The Haunting existed? No. No, I, like... You didn't know a movie, Tom, that had Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson, and... Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah. And Lily someone, but I don't know who she is. She looks like Olivia Colman in this. uh... Um, uh, You didn't know that a movie based on The Haunting of Hill House... Yeah. uh, Starring those three existed? No, you you wouldn't missing, believe it. You're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> you're Clearly, missing out. I watched that... it. I watched that. I think I watched it in the cinema, but I watched it. On, I like. I rented it from. When from was this Blockbuster. out? Because that that screenshot you put up looked yeah. like it was made in the fucking eighties. It's it's in nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Yeah, uh, it was one of the first full horror movies I ever saw. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just about, it's as simple as you can get. It's about a haunted house, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> it's about a haunted house and people being paid to spend the night in a haunted house. Oh, right. That's it. Okay. And finding out that it's haunted. Okay. <laughs> cool. Like, back in the day, you didn't need... That's all you needed. You didn't, you, you didn't need fancy new concepts with a yeah. with an email demon <laughs> that is, spread by pissing well we'll get to that <laughs> in this week's episode <laughs> from uh, it's, an, it's an allegory for pissing from Ross Originals we've got email demon that spreads by pissing no we haven't sorry Ross no you're the first name I could think of <laughs> email demon that spreads piss yep yeah I mean close enough for some of these titles I've yep. written down yeah yeah <laughs> yeah paranormal uh, paranormal so the ghosts yeah the aliens uh is that paranormal yeah alright yeah. if, if you were to if you were to but basically the X-Files anything that's in the X-Files is paranormal mm. that's what I would class okay as paranormal I always, I always pretty much thought it was like it was that oeuvre of ghosts Mm. right it was the it was the paranormal investigator that sort of stuff right like this idea of like you've got a meter and you're reading a thing and then you're Mm. like um oh it's a spirit but what kind of spirit is it it's like like I'd, i'd say i'd say if i think paranormal right this is a definition 
I was going to make the joke, you look it up in the dictionary and it just says CX Files. Um, <laughs> but I think paranormal is something people, like events that people try to explain through science yeah. and they can't. I, I, I think I agree with that. I think, yeah. I think it's like paranormal, it's, it's kind of, it exists as a concept alongside science. It, it needs the idea of science. Yeah to exist mm. because you've got like this kind of the thing with paranormal is even if you're not investigating mm. it's very much people trying to explain the unexplainable yeah right um things that our regular science or our regular thought processes or logic can't explain with the information we have yeah and so like anything that that, that kind of is in itself kind of unprovable that's where the realm of paranormal comes up right yeah if, if it's like you know someone sat in a house and you keep meeting this person and they're like oh i'm a guy you know i'm, I'm really old right <laughs> yeah, yeah. um and then it's like oh uh you know this guy's telling you about like these the, the events from a long 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 time ago and you're like how is this person still living and it turns out they're being kept alive by some Science. energy from something yeah, right? yeah and it's like oh this person is a zombie yeah right but we're not calling him that we just experienced some some fluke it's, some wild fluke that a, isn't explainable by science it's the zogon energy yeah, that's coming yeah. through so yeah like i was saying like aliens yeah be part of that alien mm. abduction stories I suppose so yeah um like or uh, like mysterious alien encounter stories. I think more so those, yeah. The ones, yeah. the ones that are like half, half known, half believed. That sort of like yeah. somewhere in that that kind of sparse uh, informational zone. Yes, and I think looking at that, I think I've got my answer to what what is closest to a paranormal horror. Yeah, that isn't one. Is it nope? No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, but I was thinking... No, Nope is definitely a paranormal horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, E.T., the e. extraterrestrial. Yeah, the okay. first half, yeah. specifically, of E.T., the extraterrestrial, mm -hmm. before he becomes friendly, before you know he's friendly, <laughs> is a terrifying film. Yeah, that's fair. It's like, there were bits of... Um, what was it called? The, the one on Disney Plus now, uh, the alien home invasion movie, uh, No One Will Save You. Okay. Yeah. I don't there know are, about that. There are bits of that that are less scary than the opening scenes of E.T. <laughs> because and I was saying this when we were watching it, I was like, oh, damn, if only they'd not shown the alien for yeah. the first, like, invasion yeah. scene, it mm -hmm. would have been terrifying. But they actually Just have showed... him throw a ball out of a shed. Yeah. That's scary as fuck. <laughs> like... If a if a ball is thrown at you, yeah. it means something's got opposable thumbs in yeah, that. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's got intent behind it. <laughs> and you don't know what that is. Yeah. That's terrifying. I know me. what the intent is. You can't see it. He wants to play catch. He wants to play catch. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know, it's, it's just dark yeah. out. And the fact that, like... When E.T., you can't see his face, he's just shuffling up to Elliot. Mm. Uh, and Elliot just can't scream <laughs> it's fucking haunting yeah like he's just out in the garden on his deck chair looking mm. looking at the shed and E.T. comes hobbling out with his little legs <laughs> can't see his face he's just a silhouette yeah and then he just starts shuffling really fast towards him it's like <laughs> fucking hell 
What is that thing? Kill it! Kill it! He's yeah. like, I bring you love. It's bringing love! Dublin, get away! <laughs> bring its legs! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that. And, and that's kind of like... That's kind of explored at the start of um, Attack the Block. Okay, yeah. Um, that same scene basically happens. Not yeah. not in homage or anything. No, no. But youths encounter an alien. Yeah. A crashed alien. Mm. And, um, like, I think you'd empathise with that situation. <laughs> in, in a way. It's scary. Yeah. So from Francisco Pinto, we've got send this to ten of your friends. <laughs> Ooh, the nostalgia. Yeah, that hits you right. They're still going on though. Are they? It's wild. Yeah, they are. They're still is going it, on. Is it mainly boomers that are doing it? I don't think so because, like, it it also you know you had the Momo craze a little while back, which was post TikTok. Momo craze. Yeah, it's like a, 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 a... post TikTok. Yeah. As in, my, like, my, you've said a, a bunch of words there, and I have, I, I, I've got an idea of what post TikTok means, but I thought TikTok was still going. It is, but like you know, after the dawn of TikTok, yeah. Um, Momo challenge hoax. The Momo challenge was a hoax, uh, an internet urban legend that was rumored to spread through social media and other outlets. It was reported that children and adolescents were being harassed by a user named Momo to perform a series of dangerous tasks, including violent attacks, self harm harming others, and suicide. God. Despite claims that the phenomenon had reached worldwide proportions in 2018, the number of actual complaints was relatively small and no law enforcement agency has confirmed that anyone was harmed as a direct result of it. Basically, the idea is, like, there's a picture... Okay, so it was a sculpture by Link Factory, which is a Japanese special effects company. Okay. Um, it's got... It's a, a woman with bulging eyes and a beak. Um, <laughs> like, it looks like that. Oh, I think I did see that. Yeah, so it's, it's brilliant, brilliant for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, you can you can Google Momo and, you'll, and it'll come up. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a scary woman face. It looks kind of like you know the um, the over uh, overprotective girlfriend. Mm. If she the, was yeah, in yeah. the ring, yep, yeah. Like kind of like that. Yes, for sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of got. What I'm trying to say is yeah. that it's like it's still kind of going on. Yeah. You know these 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 kind of like nothing will stop Tom. Nothing will stop fourteen year olds from getting freaked out and deciding that things are true. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so it's not just boomers. Everyone seemingly at some point in their life believes that if you send something to ten of your friends, somehow something will manifest. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing stops thirty-two-year-olds from thinking things are true, as well. Things are true. I, I just saw that cloud the other yeah. day that didn't move, and I was like, "Shit, there's an alien in there." <laughs> yeah, it was haunting. I yeah. was staring at that cloud for ages. Move, damn you, move. Yeah. Nope, freak me out. <laughs> yeah. I can't trust clouds anymore. Can't trust them. Can't trust them. Tom's never been able to trust clouds. No, no. <laughs> there's, there's so much more truth to that statement than you realise. <laughs> so, send this to ten of your friends. Yeah. It's evoking a thing. It's like a chain letter, chain yeah. email, all that sort of thing. Like, I, I think quite a lot of people probably know what, what it's getting at, but it's like, uh, yeah, send this to ten of your friends, or... Um, 
a woman will stand at the foot of your bed screaming at you. And she's got bloody fingernails and she'll scratch at you. Okay, And you'll wake with scratches all down your chest. And for each scratch, it means you'll have one day to live. That, that, thank God you elaborated on that. Because (laughs) an old woman screaming isn't that scary. (laughs) But that is. Like, send this to ten of your friends or Chris Pratt will crawl out of your TV and start scratching your eyes out. out. Yeah, Yeah. that's really scary. That is terrifying. Haunted to this day. Maybe this is Chris Pratt. It's a Chris Pratt movie. It's a Chris Pratt movie in which he's the villain. Well, kind of. He's both the villain and the hero. Okay. Okay. So, Chris Pratt discovers that there's an internet trend. Yeah. About people sending... Send this to ten of your friends or Chris Pratt will crawl out of your TV (laughs) and scratch your eyes out. Yeah, yeah. And then... (laughs) And then he's like... Well, he goes goes online to be like... To be like... No, no, no. On the the day. On the day it's really got news of attention, right? Yeah, yeah. He goes... Goes on TV and he goes... No... I'm I'm not going to be I'm not going to be uh scratching anyone's eyes out. This isn't true. I'm not going to crawl out of anyone's TV. I'm barely on TV anymore. Nobody will give me a uh give me a job cuz I'm not vaccinated. <laughs> and uh and <laughs> so that like he like, lays it to rest. Yeah. And then as he's leaving he gets a ping on his phone and it's an email. Yeah, yeah. And it's, send this to ten of your friends or you will have to crawl out of people's screens oh, and scratch Or, or you will have to crawl out of... Yeah, yeah. Screen and scratch their eyes And he's out. like, oh, God. Deletes it. Yeah. And then later on... <laughs> I don't know how he gets compelled. He, he, goes, he goes to bed. Yeah. He goes to bed. Is woken up by Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Who then goes, Chris... Get out of bed, you lazy bum! <laughs> oh my god, it's 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 the agent from the Matrix. <laughs> it's Agent Smith. Agent Smith from the Matrix. <laughs> and and Hugo Weaving is like, come on, we've got work to do. <laughs> I've got a list of people who I send emails to who didn't share it with ten of their friends. <laughs> and I think like. As it goes on, um, he discovers that like there's a much more danger, a bigger danger. Yeah. Like Hugo Weaving, uh, Hugo Weaving tells him that like something is coming if you can't feed it eyes. <laughs> like something is gonna. Oh, something you is need to get split, the eyes. Yeah, you need to yeah, get yeah, the yeah, eyes yeah. if uh, if you if if we're going to um, if we're going to do this. Yeah. Uh, if, if if we're gonna keep this beast contained, you want your career to be to to be successful still. <laughs> this beast will come and ruin your career if you don't feed it eyes. It's it's this beast. It'll it'll affect your lungs first. <laughs> it'll <laughs> it'll feel like a cold. <laughs> You'll get a headache. Maybe. Who knows? But every moment you spend with your loved ones, ten of them will... If you don't spread it to ten people, you'll get it. it'll get worse. It'll get worse and worse. So, Chris Pratt, <laughs> star of TV's Parks and Recreation... Get out there and collect some eyes! <laughs> for my master! <laughs> He's like, oh god, that sounds terrible. 
I know. If only there was a way you could get vaccinated. I mean, if only there was a way you could get, you could just put it away. <laughs> you could, you could keep. If only there was a way you could protect yourself from it. Either, Chris Pat, you either have to scratch out people's eyes or do a very simple safety step. <laughs> or go to the doctors. Uh, no! No! And he dives through a, a, a TV screen. <laughs> Crawling. Like, he, he like... Um, before he'd mm. thrown his he'd thrown his TV into his moat. He's got a moat around his house. Yeah. Um, and he'd Does thrown he? it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I just made that up. I'm just, um, like, I'm just like, that was a fact in which I was like, Chris Pratt is a bit weird. Maybe he does have a moat around his house. He throws you know it into that. the moat around his house. There's yeah. got weeds and like, you know, like reeds and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and algae and frogs and stuff. Yeah. And um, but like once he finds out that he either he has to do this or or get, get vaccinated, vaccinated. Yeah. he dives straight into the moat, <laughs> coming out of the, the TV screen, crawling out of the TV screen oh, yeah. with wet hair, yeah, yeah. a frog in his ear, like. But it's like it looks it looks like static as well. Yeah, it looks like static TV all over him. Yep. He's like glitching out <laughs> and he's crawling towards this port. 14 year old who didn't share these social media posts yeah he's like I gotta get your eyes kid and the kid's like no Chris Pratt you were Star Lord he's like yeah I know and now I'm coming for your eyes <laughs> so he's got the eyes of this kid goes back into the TV yeah the parents come down like what the fuck happened and the kid's just like Chris Pratt jumped out of the TV and stole my eyes and they were like have you been playing with the lighter again <laughs> like they don't believe him yep. who will no who could believe yep. this kid it's just a hoax yeah. Chris Pratt went on TV and said he didn't do that he wasn't <laughs> going to do that so yeah he must be telling the truth. Yes, yeah, says the parents. Yeah. They're just like, Chris Pratt wouldn't do that. He said specifically he, he wouldn't do this thing on TV. Star-Lord in Marvel. Yes. And he is that guy from Jurassic World. <laughs> the one who go put his arms out sideways. Owen from Jurassic he's World. Owen, is he? Yeah, he's called Owen. Yeah. Um, about that. And, and, and like, what does he do with his eyes? Mm, not sure. Maybe <laughs> he hands them over to Hugo. He's like, "I got you some eyes," and he's like, "You've got to get more. It'll never be enough, It'll Chris never, Pratt. Never be enough to to quell the quell the beast that's coming for you." So in the end, um, Chris Pratt uh, teaches microbes to uh, to read emails <laughs> so that he can send it to one of them and then that will always be able to send it to ten of them and then once it's divided and then that will always be able to send it to ten more of them what he uh, creates is a weird sort of do nothing computer virus a virus Tom yeah virus. he creates a virus and in so doing creates yeah. covid right okay sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah exactly of, uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's the end of the movie. He realizes he's made his own. The the the, the he's he's fulfilled the prophecy. <laughs> Chris Pratt created COVID. Yep. Um. So thank you for that, Francisco Pinto. There's a whole bit where he's rearing bats for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In China. Yeah. 
and then he goes to a secret lab. <laughs> if the conspiracy is to be believed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it isn't, because it's bonkers. <laughs> Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.